Spotlight On podcast is now known as Mississippi Artist to Artist. We did this to better reflect the content of the podcast. We've grown to hundreds of listeners each week and people are finding us every day. So we're just giving them an easier way to find us. Same great content, a little bit new packaging. If you like what we're doing, we do too. And we want more people to know about it. And a way that you can help us do that is to give us a like, give us a rating and leave us a review. You can hit share on your social medias if you want to, but we appreciate your ears and appreciate your time. Make sure to check out the changes at thelittleyellowbuilding.com, where you can check out the art magazine, the teacher's list, the podcast archives. We've really started to build it to better reflect our view of education, entertainment, opportunity, and community. From the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for believing in this and listening each week. I love this opportunity I get to talk to artists all over our state and finding out how they're surviving and thriving in Mississippi. And I'm so glad that you're along for the ride. Let's get to the interview. Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another Spotlight On interview. This week, we have artist Cecilia Mosley. Welcome, Cecilia. Thank you for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. Now, Cecilia is uh, a, one of our younger artists that we've had on and is doing some amazing work in early career stages. And so I, I love hearing all about that and everything that they've got going on. But to start off with, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you grew up and your history with art? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I grew up in Meridian, Mississippi. Um, I had always been messing with things like as a young child. Um, I thought I wanted to be a painter, actually. Um, now I'm a sculptor. But um, yeah, it's kind of crazy how things change. But anyways, I uh, definitely when I was younger would find like found objects and kind of put them together or play with wire in different ways. But um I guess in early high school, I uh, took like art one and art two, um, but it was more like painting courses. And so going into college, I was like, oh, like this is what an artist is to be. An artist is to be a painter. And um, I believe it was like my first year. I was like, wait, sculpture. This is so fun. Like I get to play with my hands. Anyway, so I got my BFA at the University of Mississippi. And I graduated in May of 2020. Um, and then I kind of took a year off and really focused on like what type of like grad school I wanted to go to and just um, really kind of getting more involved with like an art community. Um, so during my year off, that was like kind of COVID time. And I got super involved with the Yakimatatha Arts Council. And so I helped with the... Um, social media projects of the Public Art Mississippi Project and also the Yakna Sculpture Trail. Um, so I really got like plugged into more like sculptural, mural, public art. Um, and so through that, I actually created lots of designs of public art pieces and um, actually got the opportunity to uh, make a large scale sculpture piece for um, Mississippi Muse uh, Mississippi Children's Museum in Meridian, Mississippi, um, which is a 12 foot sculpture that I fabricated. And I also ended up making um, a little bit smaller scale. It's um, 10 foot, but it's still kind of large, but it's for the um, Yachna Sculpture Trail. So that was kind of um, my push into public art and really like getting out there. I definitely would say um, 
I guess COVID kind of expanded that aspect for me since uh, you couldn't necessarily go into gallery spaces. Yeah. Well, almost a blessing in disguise with the, the, everyone having to develop public outdoor art spaces. I mean, it does, it provides a, a good deal of opportunity for sculpture artists like yourself to work in, in spaces while everybody's funding them. Yeah, absolutely. And um, now I'm actually currently at LSU um, getting my master's. And so it's been really fun. I currently uh, just actually taught um, the Intermediate Advanced Special Studies class and they got in groups of two and got to make a public art piece. So that um, has been really enjoyable. (laughs) That's exciting. How are you enjoying working with students? Um, a lot. I'm actually enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would. Um, cause I definitely like my goal is like to be an artist. Like that's my dream. Um, but I have just love seeing like students succeed and just like the joy that comes from, um, cause I do a lot of metal fabrication and welding and casting and just to have like students that are like scared and then they're like, Oh wait, this is actually kind of cool and fun. Like I'm not anyway. So it's really fun to see, um, I guess their successes in that way. Now I first got to know you. Um, we've, we've got the seven deadly Zen sins exhibit and there was some, some space originally when we did the call for it, we called for, um, liberality, which is one of the original words, wrong word to use. Nobody submitted anything for it. So I went back and I was like, okay, the, the word is generosity. And so we went and did that. And, um, popped up on my feed, this beautiful hand sculpture of hand over hand over hand that just, I mean, and, and then the, the statement that you put with it for me, like that was everything that I wanted. So I reached out to you. I was like, please let me use this in the show. I would love to include it. And, and you did. And then I got to go and look at the rest of your work and you've got this really interesting pop artwork that's layered. I don't know if it's metal or glass. I didn't really get to see a, a ton of them, but they're, they're all word, not necessarily words, but letters. And then dig further into you. And you've got this wonderful story behind it all. Would you mind sharing any of that? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, a lot of my work um, deals with my personal struggle with dyslexia. So those of you that don't know, uh, dyslexia is a reading disorder where you have hard um, with comprehension, um, reading and writing. And I basically got diagnosed um, when I was very young, probably around like the first grade. And growing up, um, I really struggled and had to go to tutoring and special um, testing and different things um, to kind of help me um, be an average student. And I never really spoke about it as a child. Um, And I think that's probably why I talk so much about it now. But um, yeah, it really came out, I guess, um, closer to like my um, junior year of college. And my mentor professor, um, Durant Thompson, was like, oh, like, what are you wanting your work to say? Like, what do you actually like? Why are you an artist? Like, why do you feel like what you're doing is important? And um, he really made me think because I was (laughs) not ready to be um, fully vocal on just like vulnerabilities and things like in my life and I guess it really um 
helped me look inward into things that like I struggled with and that I think um, the world needs to kind of comprehend or understand a little bit better um, because there is such a standard schooling system of like learning and so many people learn differently. And um, so my work is does a lot with um, kind of portraying that um, not just like the struggle and like the feelings like emotionally, but um giving the viewer more the idea of like, okay, I'm trying to read this and I'm struggling to read it and having that feeling like a dyslexic does with just like normal, basic um, things. And so, yeah, one of the things I think that you were talking about, I have the large fabricated sculptures are um, letters with um, colorful letters painted on top of them. Um, so basically you're trying to differentiate um, the letters in your mind, just kind of like a dyslexic does when they are just doing basic reading. <laughs> what a wonderful connection for it, because you do when you're looking at it, you're visually lost. And it's in for the viewer, if you're stumbling upon it as a piece of art and know nothing behind it, it's beautiful. Like it's strikingly beautiful. You've got all these recognizable letters, but then getting into the, the the meat of it, it is, it is completely confusing and your brain goes chaotic kind of when you look at it, just trying to pull all the pieces together. What a great thing. And something else that's really interesting that you've kind of touched on a couple of times is the, the experiences that you get to have in higher education. Um, you're, you were able to fabricate you know, they have financial withstanding to, to have these things available for you so you can fabricate and sculpt and build and, and experiment. Um, but then you also have wonderful professors who are, you know, break it down. Tell us what you're actually wanting to say. What a great experience to, to take on. So tell us what what do you have coming up? Are you working on anything besides your um, master's, which is kind of a, a ton? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, no, it's definitely. Um, so this is my first semester. Um, it has been a lot of work. Uh, I definitely have enjoyed it. Um, it's definitely pushed my limits on creating and um, expanding definitely in new materials. Um, so I've actually started to kind of I haven't posted that much about it yet, but I started to work with new materials such as like resin acrylic um and also more like blacksmithing and forging um rather than just my metals um so that's been like super interesting and fun definitely uh, a challenge um but currently i am kind of pushing away from the letters a little bit and more focusing on um kind of the origin and evolution of like writing and the basic principles of that. Um, so that's what you will probably see coming up um, with my work. But yeah, that's kind of the direction that I'm going right now. I love that. And it's a break off of what you've, you've yeah. been expressing before. And that's a good point too. You know, you, you've got this, the dyslexia statement, and you've gone in and you've made pieces and you've talked about it, but it doesn't have to control your entire life or your entire entire structure with art, mm -hmm. which is also, you know, another tie in with, you know, the actual having dyslexia. Like th these are things that that kind of come and go. But it is. It is really, truly interesting to, to know that you're going to continue to work with sentence structure and, and language as as your interpretive medium yeah i definitely like um 
feel just like called to talk about it because it's something that's really not talked about. And I just um, want to bring like awareness with my work um, and in the sense of like helping parents or like other children understand like they're not alone. Like this is something that um, you can work through that um, isn't impossible for you because and I remember um, in undergrad for my thesis, I did a whole lot of research and it was kind of shocking hearing like the numbers of um, students that struggled with dyslexia that um, were juvenile delinquents because of how teachers or people didn't understand, like they just had like a learning difficulty. Um, but if you look at other statistics and see that multi the amount of people that are multimillionaires that are dyslexic um, and just like really learning that, like how you treat someone and kind of goes back to the generosity thing, just like how you fully like treat somebody and like pay attention to them and nurture their strengths and um, their needs. It's, it's really important um, in society. So, yeah. <laughs> um. So tell us about your, your studio life. Like what's your, cause you're, you're a ton of schoolwork, I'm sure. And then on top of that, you're creating, are you creating mostly for work now that you're out of that, that first semester, I'm sure you'll be finding a way to, to kind of balance it all out, but what's your studio life like? Um, my studio life. Oh, I stay up late nights. <laughs> I, um, I would say I'm more of a night owl, but definitely I think one of the biggest things that I've realized that's super important is kind of getting your work out there. Um, so I would say a lot of times I'll look at like emails in the morning or search for like different artist calls. Um, because I guess part of what I'm doing, I, I'm like, sometimes I don't feel like my work is fully finished. Um, but I'm like, Hey, you know what? Like it's finished at this time. And I know that there, um, I will grow, but uh, yeah, I would say that's like the basic like mornings for me, slow mornings. Um, but yeah, I normally have like class or I teach, um, but really, I don't have like a structure for what I'm making. Um, so I don't have like a professor being like, oh, like this is your project. Like this is um, so that's like really nice having to just create whatever I want and not really have like a timeline. Um, so really, I'm only met with um, the professors like half the semester. So um really meet with them only like twice, which is kind of crazy sometimes because I love community and I'm like, I need more feedback. <laughs> I'm still so young. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I feel like a lot of times that I just like experiment and, um, I was actually telling, um, one of my, um, peers, I was like, I feel like I just play around some days. Like I just throw things together or melt them or weld them together. And, um, I don't know, it's almost childlike, but it's super enjoyable. And I, um, truly can't imagine doing anything else. It's, uh, where, uh, I found the most joy, but anyways, <laughs> that play is important. I mean, it really is. I've, I've, I've had sections of my life where I set that aside and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to be focused and I'm going to have a show done and it's going to be 15 pieces. And I'm going to, da, 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 da. and by the time the third piece comes along, I'm exhausted just because I've done nothing to replenish 
and, and to, to bring back the joy of creating like you, it doesn't always have to be so concerned and so thought and stressed over. And so it can be so loose and free sometimes and exciting. And you, and if you're not playing, when do you stumble across the next thing, you know, right. that you're going to do, what are you playing with in your studio now? Uh, so it's kind of funny. So, I so, um, one of the things that I actually had when I was younger were these like color overlays to like help me read. Um, so those of you that don't know, it's basically like a clear piece of plastic, um, that's colorful or in the sense like my color was yellow. So it just helped me differentiate letters. But, um, anyways, I've actually started to like melt these color overlays and, um, they're very like, almost like drapery or different forms. So they're very outside of my like letter, very structural things um, or even figurative. But uh, yeah, that was actually probably one of the most recent things I did because um, so this semester is technically already over and I was just playing in my studio and I was like, yeah, like I don't have anyone like reviewing me or seeing this, but I feel like as an artist, you never stop. There's like never a timeline where it's like, okay, like I'm done. It's always like, okay, what's next? And so it was really funny. I was like, well, I guess I don't really have anything I need to be like doing, but I was just playing and uh, I was having the best time. I was like, this is probably the most like successful thing I've done all semester. And I'm just like having fun. So, um, yeah, that's, that's really fun. <laughs> You're creating for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. That's that. Oh, I don't know what to do, but you know what? I'm going to do something anyway because it's fun. Yeah. (laughs) How exciting. Do you have plans going forward? I mean, I know you've got more time in school, but do you have like the dream? Um, so grad school is three years and I just finished my first semester. So I have a little while. Um, I guess the dream is to be like a full-time artist. I feel like that's like everybody, like, I just want to be an artist. Like I do all these part-time jobs or, um, but yeah, I have really enjoyed teaching. So I'm not sure if that's fully something that I would continue or if I would want to be more involved with like an arts council. Um, but I definitely think that like a community is super important, um, especially when you're an artist. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of I don't have a specific, I guess, broad terms. I just want to be an artist. <laughs> um, but yeah, there are a lot of things that I'm interested in and um, would love to be a part of. Well, the the wonderful thing is you you're building your education to where you you can teach if you want to easily, you know, and that's that's wonderful. That's that's that is something you're always going to have at a snap, you know, so you can go and do what you want to with a little bit of comfort of stability on your back. That's nice. So tell us a little bit about this past semester experience. Any any like big things that you've gone in and done that you felt like, wow, this is something I never could have experienced. Um, I would say that uh, one of the biggest things that I've learned from this experience is having just peers that are in different mediums, um, like one of the most um I guess inspiring or one of the, I guess, pushes that I've had in grad school is actually by a fellow peer and he's a printmaker. And, um, I've done a few prints, but I think that's like been one of the biggest things that like push of like, 
oh, like, I love your work. Like, let's see what we could do with this. Or like, why are you doing this? Kind of giving me like that harsh feedback that I need. Um, and so that has been, I guess, one of the most shocking things uh, because in undergrad, I very much had like more of the professors um, or like people that like I very much look up to like, okay, this is what they see in my work. This is what they think. Um, so I think it's a lot different when you're having like a peer be like, I don't know about this, or maybe you should expand on this. Um, so that, I think that is one of the biggest things in grad school that like I've so enjoyed, um, that like I'm on that level of like people that like completely understand and are working alongside me, um, and are working in different, um, mediums. So the critique is coming with the same experiences. And yeah, absolutely. That's, you know, my, I, I teach, um, I teach little kids and our, I coach little kids in art is what I like to call it is coaching. Um, but you know, we get to the, between the fifth grade and like the ninth and 10th grade, like everything that they're producing has to be approved of. Like they want everybody around them to approve of it. And it, it breaks their heart. You know, it breaks their heart when, you know, mom or dad doesn't appreciate it as much as they thought they would, or a friend doesn't pay as much attention to it. And so it's one of our lessons to go through that, you know, you, you don't have to seek out everybody's opinion. You need to find a couple of people that you trust and a couple of people that you like the art that they, they, produce are that they like you you think that the quality of what they produce is on par with what you want to produce and get their opinions because those are the ones that are going to help you and and boost you up and lift you up that's i i would love to have that same like that circle of people around me just to come together and let's critique all the time because that that is it's a lot of fun when you're around people that you trust yeah, absolutely. And it kind of relieves the pressure of like, oh, like I need to be put together. I need to know what I'm doing. Um, and it's more organic. And anyways, I have enjoyed that type of community of people so much. <laughs> but um, are there any current um, art organizations that you're involved with? Um, currently, I'm a part of like the Mid-South. Do it. I said, I know you don't have a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm a part of the Mid-South Sculpture Alliance and um, the International Sculpture Center um, just as a general member. But um, the last exhibition that I was actually in besides um, the seven deadly sins, but I was in the little things matter national juried small scale sculpture exhibition that was curated by George Beasley, um, in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Um, and that was really enjoyable to go to that reception and meet, uh, other artists. That was a really good show too. Yeah. I, I very much enjoyed it. <laughs> so for anyone that wants to find Cecilia, you can find her on Instagram at CC underscore art underscore design. And then you can find her website at C Mosley Mosley is M O S E L E Y. So Cecilia, one last question for you and we'll get all wrapped up um, for anybody that's coming behind you or anybody that's thinking of taking any of the paths that you've taken, what would be some advice that you would give to them? 
Uh, I would definitely say um, don't lose like your passion. Don't give up. I know that's kind of the cheesy thing to say. And I feel like almost everyone says it, but it's truly so important. And it's important to have people that like you're surrounded by that encourage you um, and support you even though um, your dreams sometimes sound crazy or they don't understand, it's very important to have like that support group. And if you don't have that to definitely like reach out and find that, um, I definitely would not be where I am today without parents and friends um, and just extended people in my life that um, have supported me. So. Yeah. And to be brave and bold in everything that you do, even if you're scared of your peace and you're like, oh, I don't know if this is like the best thing I've done. I don't know. But um, just to be stand firm in who you are and what you're doing. Aren't you proud, though, when when the pieces that you're scared of most, like you put them out into the world and somebody acknowledges it like that's this uh. yeah absolutely no it's kind of funny sometimes like the pieces that I spend the most time on and I like love the most people see something that literally probably takes me the shortest amount of time they're like I love this and I'm like what literally this didn't take as much time and effort and thought and um yeah it, it shocks me sometimes but it's it is really enjoyable um but yeah it's it's something. <laughs> well, Cecilia, thank you so much for taking your time out of your day and being on here with us. Um, I know it helps me to listen to other artists' stories, and I hope it helps everyone else. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. For everyone else, thank you so much for listening and joining in with us. We'll have another interview for you next week. Until then, bye.